Well, that stunk. Uh, Blue Jays lost um, real bad. Yes, son. That was bad. Uh, and I think at least one of us believes it was the worst loss that the Blue Jays have suffered this entire 2022 season. We're going to talk about that. We're just going to talk about the game, too. Plus, after three weeks of waiting, Prospect Roundup is back. It's unlocked on Blue Jays, and it starts pronto. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bienvenue and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day, especially on this Friday with Matt Bonaparte. I'm Ben Schulman. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Stitcher, YouTube, Locked On Blue Jays, Twitter at Locked On Jays, Gmail, Locked On Blue Jays, Real, R-E-A-L, at gmail.com. This is our last episode before the All-Star break, kind of, kind of, sort of. Kind of, maybe. Well, like, there will be a Monday up. There will be a Monday up. But that will be amidst the All-Star break. That's the day of the Home Run Derby. And we're going to have Pools is going to hit 45 million home runs. And we have up to date takes matches age. coming up. Um, but um, yeah, check out our email. We'd love to make the second half, not really the second half, but the post all star break uh, about you and what you want to hear. So uh, please, please email us. Uh, and yeah, let's get into this ball game. Uh, we're not going to discuss yet whether we think it's the worst loss of the season. Um, but we're just going to break it down. So the Blue Jays taking on the Royals, who obviously have a lot of people who aren't necessarily regular Royals uh, playing in this game. And they lost 3-1. to one. They got zerped by Zerpa. Um, I honestly don't even remember the guy's first name. Angel, Angel, Zerpa. Five innings, one run. Matt Chapman hit a solo shot. Guy's kind of hot right now, but um, yeah, that didn't go well. You know who's hot? My scary Bobby Witt, even though there's no H in there. He had a tank. Uh, That was such a bad game. Like, Edward Olivares went three for three with a walk and an RBI. What's going on? He's kind of having a good I don't care. That guy stinks in the grand scheme of things. You're supposed to be a team that has a chance at a World Series. The Royals are 36 and 53. Listen, they're four games over 500. Let's stop pretending they're like a 100 win team. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that they are supposed to be that. That's but, you can't but say that's according not. to outside voices. Like, I really don't. That's according to the roster that I see before me. That is what it's according so it's to. What the pundits said that they pundits. What do you mean? What do you mean Who's pundits? They have the arguably one of the best corner outfielder talents in one of the best corner outfield tandems in baseball in Lourdes and Teoscar. They have some of the best infielders in baseball. They have one. They have the best catcher in baseball right now, and they should have three aces. They should, but they don't. But they don't. 
And I'm saying that they should. I don't, if you compare them to being a World Series team, though, they always stink. They could win and stink. So I just don't know if that's like a useful exercise at this point. Okay, fine. They should be an ALDS winning team. All right? Okay. They should be. <laughs> Let's just move on from that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, it stinks. They, you know, they just had a big offensive breakthrough um, and then scored one run against the Royals. Like, they, they pitched fine enough to win this game. Totally pitched fine enough to win. Kevin Gosman, um, who was your, your hype train? Um, he had a good game. Like, coming off an injury, six innings, two earned runs. That absolutely should turn into a win. It's hilarious how well they hit for Barrios and how poorly they hit for Gosman, but that's a discussion for another time. Um, but yeah, I, I will say, before we start dumping on them again, it is at least nice that Gosman came back and like didn't really miss a beat. Yeah. I just can think of the poor moms and dads out there who are saying, oh, let's take little Susie and little Johnny to this game on a Thursday night in the summer. Good July night. Jays will beat up on this Garbo team. They did like a high five because they were so proud of their plan. We'll get pizza before the game or something. Chow down on some dogs with the homies. And then they watched that. Think of the women and children. All right, Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins. Think of the women and children. Um, I don't know where to go from there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they they didn't even put that many runners in scoring position, but they were 0 for 5 with them. Um, Anthony Bonda gave up a run, but it, it doesn't really matter because they should have scored more runs. Um, Can I just shout out the the most Paisan name I've ever seen on a baseball player in my life in Vinny, Vinny Pasquantino. Pasquantino? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's my guy. I got to get a jersey that says Pasquantino on the back. All right? If nothing else, we got to support the Italians here. I know you're you're not, but I am. This podcast <laughs> this, is unhinged. This game react has gone off the rails, Pines. Um, not to mention, as we're recording, the Seattle Mariners have mounted a comeback on the Texas Rangers and are leading at night. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they just didn't hit enough. Vlad- Vladdy went over four. George went over three. George has been, like, putrid for a couple weeks now. Um, like, actually, go look at the numbers. Like, he's just not been good. So, uh, he needs to be significantly better. Um, yeah, I don't know. They just didn't hit. And I, you know, I somewhat give them a little bit of the benefit of like, while some guys are missing, that means guys that no one has any book on are coming up. Like this was the first start for Angel Zerpa, which can be good and can be bad. Um, but you have to hit them. The offense has just not been good enough. So that's really all you I have to say. You wouldn't believe how much they're charging for a Vinny Pasquantino jersey in these streets is ridiculous. It's uh, the same for every jersey, is it not? Eh, you know, he's not very good. They should mark it down. Anyway, um, your guy that you said has got to mount this comeback here uh, in terms of the team, not the game. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did not get a hit tonight. Yeah. The man no, didn't get a hit. Like, someone's got to be like, hey, Vlad, like, I know you like golfed a homer over like the fence the other day, but like we know we need you to go like nuclear right now. Okay. You have to go crazy. 
and just go out there and start mashing baseballs. Like someone's got to get in his ear and be like, come on, like they're not going to win games without you, buddy. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're especially not going to win a game, even though Bo walked twice and like uh, mostly fine with his night in a vacuum. If Vlad, George and Bo don't get a hit, they're not going to win the game. Like they'll never win a game like that. It's just not going to happen. So, yeah, you're right. It's just not good enough. I don't know. It's hard to like say anything other than like you need to go out and hit, and you just didn't hit today, and that's why you this lost. one's upsetting. It is, uh, but good news is we get to talk about how upsetting it is coming up on the other side. But maybe, like Bone said, you were bringing the fam out to that game, and they were like, "Hey, why'd you bring us to this game? You must not like us." Well. You can make your partner who is mad at you now for bringing you to that game a lot happier if you go check out BlueNile.com where you can celebrate all of life's special moments. Look, if you're looking for fine jewelry, but you're having trouble choosing, well, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget they got simple online tools they'll let you choose the diamond shape the size the clarity the setting style each ring you get is one of a kind and look we're going to make your moment sparkle right now at bluenile.com because locked on sports listeners get 50 dollars off purchases of 500 dollars or more this podcast exclusive includes engagement use code locked on that's code locked on plus every order is insured ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside shop stress free and find your forever piece go to bluenile.com today Woo! thanks again for making locked on blue jays your first listen every day make sure to check out the live mlb draft show july 17th on locked on mlb prospects right after the first round of the mlb draft join mlb prospect expert lindsey crosby and MLB expert Jeff Ellis, those guys are going deep on the future stars of Major League Baseball. Subscribe now to Locked On MLB Prospects so you get notified when they go live on MLB Draft Night. Ben. Um, yeah. Was that the worst loss of the season? No, I'm going to say no. Um, it's up there. Um, but I'm going to say no. What do you think? I think it's hard <laughs> to be like a one loss, unless it's like so egregious. I think it's hard yeah. to be like that loss was the worst one all year, but like this one's certainly in contention, like certainly in contention. I mean, that was um, bad. Yeah. the I, I can give you some competitors, I think. Um, both losses to the A's on the road were just brutal. Yeah, those are bad. Just brutal. Um, the I might say the worst loss that they've had all year, even though it's to a decent team that's like streaking right now, was the series ending loss to Seattle because a hole in the glove did it, and then you still took the lead back, and then Carlos Santana was bad. Yeah. homer in the eighth. And like it so looked like they were going to avoid the sweep. Like so looked like it. Um where do you feel let, – let's start with the A's losses. 
I just think the A's are, especially the first one, the 5-1 loss uh, to Cole Irvin. Um, the And I, the A's scored like three or four runs on Manoa in the first inning. The Kansas City Royals are awful. The Oakland A's are six and a half games back of them. Like, what? That's outrageous. The Jays have a knack for losing to bad teams, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Um, they beat a lot of good kind of like what they like doing. They they beat good teams and they lose they to beat bad the Red Sox teams. in all three series they've played them. I know it's nuts. It's crazy stuff. Um, the thing I just keep coming back to though is that they lost tonight to a minor league baseball team. I mean, the, the, they're like the thing that that's so crazy to me about the guys they didn't bring. They lost two catchers. That means they had to bring a backup catcher. And then, like, a guy from AAA or, like, two guys from AAA or something. Like, that's nuts. It's bonkers to me. Uh, And they still lost. And then if you want to just look at the pitching, it's like they faced guys tonight. Aside from Scott Barlow, I had never heard of them in my life. Angel Zerpa, Jackson Coer, and Taylor Clark were not on my radar before. Coer is the only guy that I had. There was, like, maybe a whisper. But, like, other than that. Scott Barlow is the only one. So um, ridiculousness from Kansas City, but I mean it's just a bad loss. So the only other thing I was thinking was like they definitely could lose again, but with yeah, that would certainly sure. have to be a worse loss than this one, right? If they lost a second yeah, well, time, that's, that's the thing too. That's why I had to say this was the worst loss because I, look, they could easily lose again, but if they win the next three then it doesn't, like, you won three out of four, you know? And I'm totally happy with them winning three out of four. Like, you do lose games to other Major League Baseball teams, even if they're terrible. So, now that requires them to win three out of four, one of which I believe will have Max Castillo on the mound, um, who was good in his other start. But, um, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard at game, what was that? It's hard at game 90 to be, like, that's the worst loss. Like, there will be more important losses, unfortunately. Well, I don't uh, think it's about importance. It's just, like, it's astonishing to me that you could just get shut down by nobody. Unless Angel Zerpa in five years has already shown that he's better than Jacob deGrom or something, and then you can come back to this and be like, that guy is an idiot. But- yeah, I mean, they should have scored more than one. I do think it is sometimes legitimately difficult to face a guy who there's no book on. Like, sometimes I think that guy gets you. Sure. Uh, but. I guess. But still, you need more. I'm, I'm not going to say that that's an excuse to score one run. They scored three runs, then I might say that. Like, one run is still pretty pretty awful. Um, other contenders I had for worst loss. Um, I knew you would like this one, that White Sox loss. Um, oh, yeah, that's it. Actually, that was the worst loss. I just go back to they go to extras. Vladdy immediately doubles in a run. They have a chance to go up two runs and blow it. Um, not to mention they were leading by was by multiple runs with two outs and nobody on in the ninth, at least by one. Yeah, they were. I think they were up two. So that one is like – and because that is, in a way, like I know they beat Boston this series, but they've pretty much been spiraling – <laughs> since that happened like Boston series was like a total anomaly um and like they did just 
two game sweep Philly for what it's worth. But um, yeah, I don't. It's just it's hard. It's a hard thing to quantify. The other contenders I had like not missing as many people, but uh, they lost nine to three to Minnesota um, at home. And I know Minnesota's decent, but Minnesota was starting like that was over Juan Miranda homered and like Nick Plummer homered. That was the Kyle Garlic game. He homered Garlic. That was it. Kyle Garlic hit two homers and Juan Miranda hit two, didn't he? Uh, Miranda hit. Yeah, they both hit two. Like that's brutal. Um, Steel trap. That's a terrible one. I I looked earlier in the year, um, and I didn't really find one that early that I hated. I mean, losing eight to two to Cleveland on May seventh sucked, but it was after an eight to three win in a doubleheader, so it's not like the craziest thing in the world. Um, there have been some big losses to the Yankees, but then again, the Yankees are have the best record in baseball, so it's like, you know, what really can you say? Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's not I don't think it's the most demoralizing loss and I don't think it's the worst team they've lost to I mean maybe but like Oakland's so bad I I get that like the 10 players not being there probably evens it out but Oakland is like so bad and they lost a series to them yeah Oakland sucks they're terrible I mean, it's all – I know we're mostly talking about this, but it's just all in the hitting recently. They're, they haven't pitched that well, but the hitting has been far worse over this bad stretch than the pitching has. Um, <sighs> well, if you want to bet on the Blue Jays, maybe don't. But if you want to bet, go to betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs that already happened. And Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting raging information, including live betting, esports, and more. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Can I make a request as we head into this third block? Go ahead. We need to now abandon everything that we were uh, thinking about before because I think we need the vibes to be up for this block. I'm Let's very- go! Prospect roundup. All right. Woo! All right. You want me to go first? You want to go first? Oh, um... You can go first. I guess for, for everyone, it's been three weeks. So for everyone who doesn't know, we're going to pick three prospects to highlight. Um, we had an internet outage and then something else two weeks ago that was too important to talk about. So we didn't do a prospect roundup like two weeks ago. So first time in three weeks, you have to at least have one guy that's not on the blue top 30 prospects. That is a requirement. You've got three guys that aren't on it at all, uh, but you must at least have some. That's not a top 30 prospect. And with that, I'll hand it over to you. First one is Damiano Palmegiani. Uh, This guy got called up to high A Vancouver on June 22nd, and he hit a bomb in his debut. He 
I'm just gonna give you a check in on him because you know I, I I covered him in that first game. I was like, let's this dumb this Damiano guy is a king. Um, in the month of July, he's hitting 355, two homers. Uh, he's got 11 hits in nine games, 10 runs scored, nine walks in that time. The 355 average is really impressive. The 512 on base percentage is more. And how about the 581 slugging? Good for a 1093 OPS. The man is an animal. Uh, he's not Italian, correct? I mean, I don't know. I haven't talked to him. He's from Venezuela. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I, I thought you might have the information. Um, okay, that's cool. Um, I'm going to be snooty for one second. I'm proud of myself today that I picked three people off the top 30 and three people that we have not highlighted yet. So I think that's exciting. Um, and I'm, I'm going to start with a man out of Torrance, California, fourth round draft pick in 2020 out of Loyola Marymount. Good at lacrosse. Um, it is Nick Frasso, a 23 year old right hander at the high A level. Frasso, as a dog to be honest um he started the year at single a Dunedin, and how about ripping together seven starts with only two runs allowed total an 070 era but he caught my eye because they promoted him somewhat recently let me get you that exact date just for everyone interested june 28th i was looking for guys with good julys to be honest june 28th he's made two starts they have not been long starts to be fair but his first one against the Everett Aqua Sox, I would say. Um, he pitched four no-hit innings with one walk and 10 strikeouts. 10 strikeouts in four innings. He faced 13 batters, and he struck out 10 of them. And then his next start was pretty solid. Too. He only gave up one run in three innings, he, and uh, he, he struck out one in that one. So that's not crazy. But seven innings of one-run ball, 11 Ks so far. Uh, he's made the adjustment pretty well. Um, it seems like probably if he just got promoted recently, have to use at the high level for a bit. Um, I do think as we get to the middle of the year, there are some guys we, we could be talking about that could be promoted. Frasso's probably more of a, if he pitches well, late season bump to double A guy. Hmm. Hmm. Frasso. I like that from you. Uh, I, I also like, like uh, that you're picking guys we haven't talked about before. Also good that you're picking pitchers because I didn't. So we just, we work so well together, Ben. Um, I'm going for my next one, Gabriel Martinez. This guy's a little skinny. He's 19, six foot, 170 pounds. Can we eat a couple steaks? He was hurt back in May, and then he came back in rookie ball in early July in the second, fourth, and fifth played games for the FCL Blue Jays. But since then, he came up to Dunedin, and he has been an animal. Already a homer. He's got 10 hits in six games, a 455 average in that time. The dude is just raking. He's begging to be called up to high A. Uh, and I bet you if he keeps it up, he probably will be quite soon. The man has not had a game without a hit so far. Whilst he's been up, that's a six-game hit streak. In his most recent game against the St. Lucie Mets, Three for four and a run scored. So have your eye on that guy because he's the GOAT, some say, in some circles yeah. around the country. I mean, behind the scenes people, meaning you and me, will know that I also picked him um, and then flipped the choice. Um, obviously need to see sample size, but 
not going to hate on a guy for doing good with what he's got. You know, can't ask him to do more than get hits in the in the few games he's played. Um, so that's pretty high. I'm I'm into it. Um, my next guy's not a pitcher, but he sounds like one. It's a Batesville, Indiana native. Shout out the Hoosier State. Uh, 2020 fifth round draft pick out of Louisville. This is my guy, right fielder Zach Britton. Let that sink in for a second. Yeah, Zach Britton. Now he spells it C H, not C K. Just in case you were well, Zach, current Zach, real Zach, used to spell it C H, but then was like, screw that, I'm switching it. Now he's C K. Tougher uh, this Zach to not real Zach. Fake Zach, yeah. Um, he's having a decent year. Uh, OPS at 793. He's a high walk and high power guy, which is, is in the 220s. Um, but he's just been really raking pretty recently. Um, if you go back to the start of July, where he's played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games, I'm going to call it eight because he pinch hit for one at bat in one of them. In eight starts, he's had four multi hit games, and the dude's driving in runs like nobody's business. Eight RBIs in those eight starts. July 1st was like, I'm on the Vancouver Canadians. It's Canada Day. I'm going to hit two dingers just for fun uh, and hit two dingers that day. So uh, I like, like what Zach Britton's doing pretty recently. Uh, bumping his average up a healthy 20-some points over the last couple of weeks uh, and just continues to walk at a decent rate, which I'm always going to be in for. So is it a trade piece? Is it someone that you've seen a couple of years? I don't know. But I'm into it, and I hope he gets promoted. I like that from you. Good positivity. Are we spreading it? Um, my next guy's a Canadian. All right, I have to be out here. I know it. People are saying the non-Canadian guy in this podcast is promoting Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, someone's got to do it. If it's not going to be Shulman, it's going to be me. Uh, this guy is an Oakville Canadian native. Uh. Right, you know, just next to Mississauga, south side, on Lake saying, Ontario. I got you. What'd you say? I was going to say Oakville, Ontario, if you wanted it, but you you found it. What did I say? Well, you said Oak Canada. Brief tangent in the pod. Americans always do stuff like that. They're like, guys ah, from Montreal, Can you just Canada. let me have it? Can you just let me have it? From, if I said someone was from Louisville, United States, you'd be like, they're from Louisville, Kentucky. Just let me have it, man. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm making an effort, all right? All right? God, I said it was next to Mississauga and everything. Can't just let me have it. Uh, the guy, you know, now you don't even want to know about him. He's, he's do. doing well. Do. He's doing well. <laughs> he got called up to Dunedin like semi-recently after rehab stint. He's got two homers in 15 games, but 19 hits in those 15 games, 17 runs. His BABIP is nearly 450, which is kind of nonsense. I mean, that's just crazy. The guy hits the baseball, and half the time he's on base. That's far freaking crazy. Um, seven walks, too. The, the on-base percentage is up above 400. I mean, the dude's just raking. Uh, so this Oakville, Ontario native, you know, this guy's great. It's right next to Brampton, right above Hamilton. Uh, you can't miss it. It's a good little water town. You got to love Oakville. Um, oh no! Oh no! What are you oh, doing? No. <laughs> For all our audio here. listeners, just absolute chaos on the video side. I am sorry that I killed your spirit. I feel bad. Um, it's okay, man. It's okay. As a, I, I, you know, I especially don't want to hurt my friends from 
Greenwich, United States. So I uh, I get it. Uh, <laughs> sounds weird, doesn't it? Right. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's great. It's where I live. All right, we're going to wrap it up. We'll wrap it up on this one. <laughs> uh, All right. I will uh, also clarify for everyone listening at home. We actually both picked all off the top 30 guys. It was kind of a niche, niche guys pod. Um, and sticking with that, I'm going to go to rookie ball. Uh, we don't check on there a lot, but like eventually these guys are going to matter, you know, and some, some of them are actually really valuable because they're 18. And if they pitch well, like a, or hit well for a short period of time, you can really convince a team to take a chance on them. And for that, I got Eliande Al. Eliander Alcalde uh, out of not Eliande. <laughs> um, he is a 2003, by the way, 2003 boy. Um, and he's having a solid start. Rookie ball started later than the other uh, divisions, just for anyone who needs to know. Um, so like five starts overall, three five two ERA, twenty one strikeouts to six walks is is real nice. One point oh nine WHIP is is real nice, but. Even more recently, his last three starts, uh, where he's faced off with the Phillies, the Tigers, and the Phillies, uh, Florida Complex League teams. Uh, this is his first year in the Florida Complex League, by the way. He spent the last one in the Dominican League, which is also rookie ball. Um, he's pitched 15 innings, allowing two runs, and he's struck out 12 batters over that span, only walking one. So, like, he has one start where he gave up five earned runs, and even his first start of the year, he gave up two. But pretty much since he's, like, settled in, he's been absolutely nasty. Like, this dude is striking people out. He's taking people's names. He's blowing kisses to the crowd, and he's making Florida a fun place to be. Uh, and I like Eliander Alcalde. Got to love that from that guy. I'm proud of him. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. That's, uh, that's all we got today. Unlocked on Jays. We gave you some prospects, but maybe you want to give host Lindsey Crosby a little call on Locked On MLB prospects. He's prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. But for now, that's going to do it for the weekend. By the way, because we said prospect roundup, uh, <laughs> this is the Royals pod, I guess. Um, Shout out to uh, Ricky Tiedman and Yasver Zuleta, uh, who will be playing this Saturday in uh, the Futures game, Saturday night. So if you want to see a couple of Blue Jays prospects, there are two pitchers for the Blue Jays that will be in the Futures game. Uh, but for now, we're saying peace until the future. He's Matt Bonaparte. He's Matt Bonaparte. I'm Ben Schulman, and we will see you on Monday.